ignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. It's testimony time. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 11, please. Isaiah 43 verse 11, please. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. Beside me, there is no Savior. From the beginning of the year to this point... Can you lift up your hand with me and let the Lord know that there is no other God, there is no other power, there is no other being that is responsible for your life right now. There's nothing else that you can lift your hands to and say, it is because of you, it's because of this. Just lift up your hands to me and just thank the Lord. There's no other Savior. I, even I, am the Lord. Besides me, there's no other Savior. Give the Lord a wave. Give the Lord a wave. And renounce other things in your life that are trying to take God's place. As you wave and lift up your hands to the Lord. You are telling the Lord that indeed he's the only God of your life. Indeed he's the only supplier of your, of your provision. Indeed he's the only one that delivers you. Indeed he's the only one that heals you. Lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord with me today. Put your hands together again for the Lord. It is only God. So this morning, to bring us our first testimony, let's welcome our sister Mary to bring us the first testimony. Put your hands together for Mary as she comes up with the very first testimony. Oh, I don't like your clap at all. You don't look excited about testimonies. You don't look excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen. Amen. about how God provided me a job and also other opportunities that has come my way. Wow. How did it happen? After service, I had no job. My life was like how Bishop described Tuesday. A life without favor. A life without anything. In fact, I used to be in the room and cry. But I started working with one insurance company. And you all know about insurance. It's very difficult. And some of the men want to have their way with me before they register. May nothing have its way with you. I said, may nothing have its way with you. And because I wasn't doing it, I wasn't getting any business. Hmm. And my boss was always on me. But my, my pastor, then I was in Takradi. My pastor advised me, Mary. Join this Basenta work and you will see what God will do for you. I started transporting people to church and 
this insurance work that I'm talking about, I went to one mining company and they started registering. They started doing it. I started registering people, 1,500 and other things. I see things also beginning to work for you. I said, I see things also beginning to work for you. Receive it now. And uh, my pastor, I met my pastor and we talked about how, like, I wanted to leave the insurance. So he asked me what I want to do. Then I told him, Pastor, I want to enter into the education field. Then he, he advised me to enroll with the UCC distance education. And we were thinking of three years, but three months, I was employed by the Ghana Education Service. I said, I see the Lord also speeding things up for you. Oh, there are only two of you that believe it. I said, may the Lord also begin to speed things up for you. As you enter 2019, you are going to reach your destination before it's time. I said, you are going to become ahead of people. Receive the favor in the name of Jesus. That brought me to Accra. Hmm. I came here. The very first day I stepped here, I saw the same spirit. Bishop called some people out to join self-communion. And I stood up. Hmm. He prayed for us. I asked God, since I've joined this church, help me work had as I was doing it in Takra, they helped me so that as I've come to Accra, I will not struggle. Things will be easy for me. And I started doing it. I started working with communion. Anytime I will be joining Auntie B and we'll be working. I devoted my time. So as the insurance too, I asked for a transfer and they did it for me. When you work with insurance, when you leave, they will block your money. But with mine, I'm receiving income from Can them. you lift up your hands and receive uncommon favor? I said, can you believe God this morning with me? With your hands lifted up and receive uncommon favor today. Receive it now. So now I'm earning from the insurance and it's growing. <laughs> and my salary too is coming. When I came to Accra, I was doing rice business. I, I used to work at Elubo. So I was buying this Larizé rice. I was doing it. When I came to Accra... The, uh, this Ghana Education Service, you know Christmas, they will be giving some bonuses and other things. So I was asked to supply them rice. Oh, 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 oh. I said the Lord is making a way for somebody. I said the Lord is making a way for somebody. Every door that is shut, I command it to be opened right now in the name of Jesus. The moment you step in front of that door, it will respond to you. I see Kosovo responding to you in the name of Jesus. Receive the blessing of the Lord. I've been able to supply about 150 boxes of rice. And it has uh, this 5 kilo, 5, 5. One box contains 5 rice. I've supplied all and there are more. I didn't put in one CD. I would just order and somebody <laughs> will buy it. Oh. I'll add my interest, then I supply. Ah, 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 ah. Can you believe God for an increase this morning? I said, can you believe God for an increase this morning? I want to see you stand to your feet and begin to jump for your increase. 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 I see the Lord releasing it all over this room. I said, I see the Lord releasing it all over this room. You will receive an increase. Receive it now. Right now, I'm happy. <laughs> can you tell that she's happy? I said, can you see that she's happy? Because if you, if, if you like the way I was, anytime you ask me, Mary, are you okay? 
my face is like every day there's bitterness in me. You asked me, are you okay? But since I joined this church and Bishop has been preaching, do something for God, do something for God. I've devoted my time to do it. Sometimes the people they will say, When I left, I was in the choir and now they are bringing people to church. My life has changed some people. <laughs> Can you stand to your feet and tell your neighbor, I'm changing my style? I said, I'm changing my style. I said, I'm changing my style. Begin to pose, begin to pose, begin to pose, begin to pose. Because the Lord is taking a picture right now. I said, a year from today, you'll not be able to recognize yourself. I said, two years from today, you look so different. Tell your neighbor, I'm taking a pose. Change your style, change your style. Change your style, change your style. Your neighbors will not recognize you. Your family members will not recognize you. Tell your neighbor, I'm in this church. And the Lord is changing my life. Put your hands together and celebrate the God that we share with me. So I will encourage everybody, especially the youth. More brother to send me. I'm in warfare, but I meet a lot of challenges. Because I wasn't I wasn't ready to do certain things. But when you work for God, He will see you through. I'm, I'm a living testimony. Please, the youth, try and work hard. If you see somebody is doing it more than you, bypass the person and do it. That is what I'm doing in the house. Thank oh, you. I just love this testimony. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to do it more. Say, I'm going to do it more. Put your hands together for such a powerful testimony. Our second testimony is coming from our brother Osam. Put your hands together for Osama. She comes to share a very powerful testimony. Are you loving it this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. My, my name is Kofi Osam and I'm a royal. Amen. Hallelujah. So, my testimony is about how God provided miracle money for me. Hallelujah. Miracle money. Yes. Can you say miracle money? Can you say miracle money? You are receiving it right now. So, last week Sunday, daddy came and said that he was begging. Let me borrow his words. He was begging us to give him money to pay the laborers. But before he said that, I had calculated everything because Christmas has come. You need to do some other two things. How many of you have calculations? So, I decided that... This one I can't pay, but later on I said, Okay, let me see whether I can do something small. So he mentioned, he mentioned an amount, and I said, Okay, I can take some, that amount and then pay on Tuesday. So, Sunday, Monday morning, my wife told me that she wants to go to the market. She has never come to me that she's going to the market before. <laughs> so, I gave my ATM card to her, and she went to the market. So I was in the house and I was receiving the alerts. The way the money's going. Tell your neighbor, no matter the number of deductions, you will not go down. I said, no matter the number of deductions, you will not go down. May the hand of the Lord sustain you in the name of Jesus. So she deducted uh, and then it got to the amounts that I had decided to pay. So my heart was beating. I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I have pledged to come and pay this money. So, 
when I was when I was sleeping that Monday night, I had a very strong feeling that I should. I mean, if I use all the money, I'll be I'll be fine. So I should come and pay on Tuesday. So I was even fighting with her. I gave her the envelope I took on Sunday, and I asked her where it was because she should give it to me so that I can put the money in it quickly. She didn't give it to me. So Tuesday when we're coming, I said no. Let me go to the ATM. I went and I withdrew all the money, and the account was zero point zero zero. So Tuesday, I gave. Get ready for the miracle. I gave the money in church, and then I was going home. I couldn't go home actually because I knew that by all means they'll say Christmas Day, so let's do something small. So we stayed in church. Ah. Then I said, the Lord is going to exceed your expectations. Whatever calculations that you have made, I said, I see the Lord bringing you out of your budget. I said, I see the Lord bringing you out of your budget. I said, I see the Lord bringing you out of your budget. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. So, Pastor Jerry, when I got home, I put off my phone. (laughs) And I went to the room and I slept. I found my face. She couldn't ask me any question because if she comes to ask me, she'll ask me for something. So, it was around 7 p.m. I woke up and I put on my phone. When I put on my phone, the first call I received, I didn't know the number. So when I picked it and he said, hello, sir. I said, hello, who's speaking? I said, oh, boss, it be me. You give me the job some time ago for somewhere. I said, ah, really? But why are you calling me today? He's, he's a Muslim. He's not a Christian. Hmm. And he says, today is Christmas. And he feels that the job I gave him, he got some money out of it. So he needs to bless me. May it enter somebody's heart somewhere that they need to bless you. I said, may the Lord put it on somebody's mind. That I need to bless her. That I need to bless him. That I need to bless her. That I need to bless him. We are receiving a blessing in the name of Jesus. Receive it now. So, Pastor, the funny thing is that it was, I think it was double. My wife will know because she receives the alert. So I think it was double the amount that I gave in church. So, proud to that, one of my major problems was that I was supposed to go somewhere, I think, the day after. I didn't have fuel in my car. There was no fuel. So I was wondering that this money that I've given, how am I going to get money to buy fuel into the car? But this miracle money came. When it came, I mean, I said, okay, then I'll get some to buy the fuel. But the next day, I was supposed to go somewhere with a friend. And he said, oh, he can't go because now where he lives is fine. He has an emergency. He's a medical doctor. So he feels that he wants to bless me with fuel. Just begin to do this. Just begin to do this. I said, just begin to do this. The Lord is making way for you. I said, the Lord is making way for you. The Lord is rearranging things. I said, it will favor you. Things are falling to you in pleasant places. I said, the lines are falling to you in pleasant places. So he said that, no, he can't go. The distance and the time and everything. So, he sent money for us to buy fuel, and the fuel was enough for us to do whatever we wanted to do. And by the grace of God, at least, I have something that can take me to the next payday. And I believe that it is because I obeyed to take the envelope. It was my last money, virtually. I mean, my wife can tell. That was because we had to do some things. We've calculated money to do some plenty things. So that Tuesday, I felt a strong conviction that if I don't bring the money, something will happen to me. Because if I chop, if I had chopped that money, 
that will be the money I've chopped and then I'll be there I'm sure I'll die before payday but I believe that because of the obedience and hearing the voice of God so I want to say to us that if daddy has come here and he's saying that help me I remember that day he said that somebody will bless you with some money I remember when he do you remember it too I said do you remember it too can you lift up your hands and believe God to also receive the blessing I said in the same strength in the same spirit under the same anointing I release that word over your life in the name of Jesus I said I pronounce that blessing over you in the name of Jesus all over this room can you shout a loud amen oh no I don't feel your amen can you shout a louder amen no 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 you don't sound like you believe it let it sound shout amen it is done so i want to say to everybody believe in the words of our father because it's strange the guy i don't know he said he had lost my number he kept calling me and calling me my phone was off he, did, he thought the number wasn't right. So he called the person's job that I gave to him to go and do. And he called said, oh, sir, your friend's number. And he took my number. He sent, I, I seen that he had sent me WhatsApp. He was, he was eager. I think it was some spirit who was pushing him to come in. May some spirit also push somebody else. I said, may some spirit also push somebody to be a blessing in your life. So what I'll end with is that let us believe in the words of our father and also give in the house of God. I don't believe that it will be in vain. I, I believe that it will not be in vain but you will reap in abundance what you sow. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for such a powerful testimony. Now we have one more testimony. Hallelujah. Before the next testimony comes, I just want to say to you that you know, when we read the Bible we need to believe that the Bible is true. When you go to First Kings chapter 17, it tells the story of the widow and the jar of oil. And in this story, a prophet went to the widow and he asked for water. And as she went to fetch the water, he asked her, that, don't you have some food? And she said, what I have is my last. It was his last. And the prophet said, give me the last. You see, as Bishop stood here, give me the last. And he obeyed all. And the Bible says that the prophet told the woman that the jar of oil shall not fail. It will not finish until God sends rain for, food, for the famine to end. The money in the account will not finish until the next payday. You give the last to me. You see, as I listen to him, I realize that it's an identical miracle. Unless you can't see it. So he brought his last, gave it to the prophet. And suddenly, look at what is happening to him. He receives twice the amount. Somebody's paying for his fuel. People don't just get up and pay for fuel. Oh. How many of you know that people don't just get up and pay for fuel? Yeah, there's no reason why anybody should buy you fuel. You are going somewhere, somebody said, I can't go, so take fuel money. It doesn't happen like that. It's supernatural. And I want you to see, so for him, what, has hap- what happened to the widow has happened to him exactly. Give me the last. I'm sure there are people here who had their last that day. But you didn't obey to give it. You missed the miracle. I said, you missed the miracle. I said, you missed the miracle. So I just came to, to barge in because I want you to see that. That this is a miracle of the order of the widow of Zarephtha. Yeah. It is a miracle. 
when a man of God stands to speak, don't take it for a joke. You see, don't think about your king. You know, we are not in those realms. When Bishop stands here and he's speaking, we are in a different realm. Yeah. So I thank God for such miracles in the house. Yeah, because it confirms that we are in the house of God, that God has sent us a prophet, and that his word is alive here. If you can believe it. Hallelujah. Oh, don't you just like that? Put your hands together for Reverend Kobe. How many of us are going to obey? Our final testimony is coming from our sister Gloria. Put your hands together for Gloria as she brings us a very final testimony for today. Oh, I don't like the way you're clapping. I don't like the way you're clapping. I don't know whether it's because the blessing is overwhelming you or you're tired. But I want to believe that's because the blessing is overwhelming you. So I I ask that the Lord ask more blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I believe that this Thanksgiving service is for me. I've personalized it. Wow. And as I, as I, I give my testimony, you will get to understand. Um, on Christmas Day, I was on duty. Anyway, I didn't introduce myself. My name is Gloria. I'm from ASN Zone, and my zonal pastor is uh, Pastor Gloria Nyaku. So on Christmas Day, I, I was supposed to be on duty, so I had to go to work in the morning. So I went to work. Work was okay. Everything was fine. But whilst I was at work, at a point, I felt very uneasy, um, which is some, something I feel once in a while. So I prayed for some few minutes. And then after work, I headed towards home. And on my way, when I got to Medina, Medina, um, Masalachi, yes, towards Zongo Junction, the traffic was moving all right, everything was fine, until suddenly I had a bank at the far back. So I knew that someone had hit another fellow, and I kept moving. Then I had another bank, and then... I told myself that, hey, let me hurry up and move away from here before it gets to me. Hmm. And before I could say Jack, someone ran into my car from the back. And I think after hitting someone, he was probably trying to either escape or he got frightened. And in his own whatever, he, he ran into my car from the back. So I lost control. And you see the, the road... I was coming this way from Accra, and then the, this other side of the road going to um, Accra. So when he hit me, I was in the, initially I was in the inner lane, and then for some reason I moved to the middle lane. Then, it, then that was where the, the man hit me from the back. So when he hit me, I lost control, and I, I was just moving. In fact, the car was controlling me instead of me controlling the car. So I found myself in the central reservation where they usually uh, grow flowers and things. The middle, that, that part of the road that divides the two. Yes, so I found myself there. And in fact, I, I thought that was the end of it because the traffic at the other side of the road was green. So the cars were moving towards Accra. So as I was going, I was... 
In fact, I thought that was the end of because I actually saw a car coming, a trotro coming, and I was also going into the road. But um, God, is, in his own way, did a miracle for me. And uh, when, I, when I climbed the pavement, that central reservation, the, the front tie, one of the ties, got best. And I hit a metal. See those metal bars that they've put the in there? Yes, to prevent um, pedestrians from crossing the road anyhow. So I hit it. One dropped and a part of it broke. So it prevented the car from getting into the road. So the, the, the car was just at the edge of the, 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 the pavement or the central reservation, just like this. And the trotro came and passed. So what I'm saying, it may sound very simple. You may not understand unless you were, you, you were probably in the car with me or you were around to see what really happened. I sat in the car so, so, so shocked. I was in shock. I, I didn't know what to do with myself, but I just knew that it was God who had delivered me from. from I said, no matter how close you are to being destroyed, no matter how far the devil has gone with his plan, right now, right now, right now, I said, right now, right now, right now, as sure as you can see my hand, the hand of God is stopping the devil right now. I said, the hand of God is stopping the devil right now. The devil is seizing in his tracks. I said, the devil is seizing in his tracks. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Um, if, if, you, if you should see the car and the, the extent of damage done to the car, then you'd understand what I'm talking about. So... After the whole thing, I remember there was crowd around the car. I just sat in the car quietly, and I remember someone asking me, "Hey, Madam, who are sorry And by then, I was. In fact, there were tears were running down. So I told him that Mekwa Lighthouse, and then he said, "Oh, Bishop Dakiwad Mills, are sorry." And I, I, I just nodded. May the God of our Father. May the God of our prophet, may he also appear in your situation. I said, may the God of our prophet, Bishop Daggerwood Mills, I'm sending him into your situation. I'm sending him into your life. May he also speak for you. May he also deliver you. May he also end your problem. May your problem be solved in the name of Jesus. Can I get a loud amen? But I want to add something. Um, okay, so... From the look of things, the impact of the accident, it could have been worse than it was. The car could have somersaulted. It could have been worse than it is, but I came out alive, no scratch. In fact, I didn't feel any pain, nothing. As you can see, I'm fine. <laughs> can you jump a little? Let us be sure that you're okay. <laughs> I'm good. To the glory of God, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. But um, before that, a few months ago, I, I went to heaven will answer. But even my going to that heaven will answer in itself is a testimony because I had, I had a very busy week. So on the Friday before the Saturday, we had a mini crusade at Baron. And after the crusade, I told myself that heaven will answer there tomorrow, I'm not going. I had made up my mind, and I was so sure that I'm not going for heaven will answer. 
So I went home, slept, and then at dawn, I woke up and I did my quiet time. And I was praying. And whilst I was praying, I had, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that you have to go um, to heaven or answer. And I was like, oh, I can't go for heaven. I have a lot to do. Besides, I'm tired already. I'm too tired. I was giving myself all the excuses. Then again, I, I heard a voice telling me, if you go for heaven or answer, you'll be able to pray better than you are praying now at home. So suddenly, I, I just knew that God was talking to me. So I didn't need to be stubborn about it. So I told my husband that today I'm going for heaven or answer. And then he said, okay. So I left. That morning, I got to church very early. I, 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 when I got to church, just a handful of people were in church. And on my way, I, I prayed. I said a prayer. And that's one of the things I try to do most of the times. So when I'm going to church, I pray that I don't go back the same as I went. So I remember very well where I said the, the corner, when, from the, the rough road, just when you're about to take the turn to go to the church, then I prayed. I told God that, um, as he can see, I'm very tired. I have a lot to do, but I've left everything, and I'm obeying him to go for every answer. So I don't want to go back home the same. Something should happen in my life. And when I went that morning, when Bishop was ministering, at a point he spoke to me directly, and I was very surprised. He told me that, um, there is a conspiracy to cripple you, and you are going to go to work in a wheelchair. That was what um, Bishop said. I was looking at him in, in a shock, and then he poured oil on me. He gave me an envelope and told me what to do. May you so, receive your word in time. May you be in the right place at the right time. I said, may you be in the right place at the right time. May the Lord begin to order your steps. I said, may the Lord begin to order your steps. I said, may the Lord begin to order your steps. You will not miss your blessing. You will not miss your deliverance. You will not miss your touch. Receive it now. Amen. So, that day I went home, again, very surprised. And I just realized that God had mercy on me. I mean, for me to even get that prompting to go to heaven, of course, that they had all the reasons on this earth not to go for heaven to answer. But I thank God for having mercy on me and even prompting me to go. And I thank God that I didn't make myself stubborn and I went. And when I went, by God's grace, God, true bishop, has delivered me from something that could have made my life very miserable. And I don't know, for me, I, 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 when I look at everything, I begin to think that I was probably going to get crippled through this accident. Who knows? But God in his infinite mercy has had mercy on me. I mean, and I'm standing here today on my feet. I'm so grateful to God. And what I can say is that when um, there are church programs, meetings, and all that, there are times that you, you think that you have all the reasons not to be present, but I want to entreat us that that is even the, the more that that should be the more reason why you should be there. The reasons that you don't want to be there should be the more reason why you should be there because it is probably the devil's way of um, taking something from you. Or yes, I mean I, I believe you understand what I'm saying. And then I also want to entreat all of us that we should try to. Um, 
obey to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I believe that God speaks to all of us. Some way, somehow, he speaks to all of us. You just have to listen and obey. I thank God for my life. I thank God for Bishop Ogo. And I thank God for the life of Bishop Doug. Because I remember, permit me to add another testimony. I remember a few years ago, um, that was around 2011. I was, my, my mom sent me on an errand. And on my way, I was in the church row and I was following uh, this program that they do at uh, Kodesh on Tuesdays. Turning yes, turning points. I was following it. I, I was using my earpiece and I was following. I was sitting in the church row and I was praying along. I, I didn't really bother whether people were looking at me or not. And I finally, I got to my destination. And surprisingly, the person I was going to meet, that day I was with my uncle. I had to go step out of the restaurant to meet the person, to uh, show him that this is where we are, so come. So when I stepped out of the restaurant, I received the call. And then when I was going back into the restaurant, part of the building, they were, it was supposed to be a story building. So they had built the top one, but they were yet to roof. And it collapsed on me. It, it collapsed on me. And my uncle <laughs> screamed, and then he called for help. And they came to uh, remove me from whatever it was. I came out clean. There was nothing wrong with me. Oh, can you celebrate the Lord? Can you celebrate the Lord? I said, can you celebrate the Lord with me? The Bible says, had the Lord spoken once, twice have I heard it. That power... Shout with me. Say power. Say power. Say power. Power belongs to God. No matter how many times the devil tries to take your life. This morning, by reason of this testimony, I see that you are coming out clean. I said, I see you coming out clean. I said, I see you coming out clean. I said, I see you coming out clean. Reverend Michael said this morning that the psalmist said that we are just a step away from death. But no matter how close you are to death, I see a hand coming to push you back. I said, I see a hand coming to move you back. You'll be far away from your death. You will hit 70 with ease. Receive the blessing now. Amen. So I'm so thankful to God for my, my being in the mega church is something God, it's a very special gift from God to me because I believe that it has worked out a lot of things for me to be alive and to be standing here today. So, I give God all the glory. So, and this morning, my husband surprised me. He, he, he asked me, don't you want to thank God for what he's done for you? I said, sure, I want to. And he gave me an envelope that we should bring it to thank God. So, that is what, something small that we can give to God. I mean, we can't pay God for what he's done for us, but... It's a way of showing appreciation. I'm, I'm so thankful. <laughs> Kindly stretch your hand towards her and let's pray for her for the next few seconds that the Lord will keep her family, that the Lord will keep her life, that the Lord will keep giving them wisdom, will keep giving them power, 
will keep guiding them that no evil that is be, that is supposed to befall them will be able to succeed will be able to stand we remove them from the from the eye of the enemy we remove them from the path of the wicked we remove them oh lord we remove them oh lord from the way that does not seem right and we place them on the golden path we place them on the righteous path we place them on the path that you have ordered for them we declare that they shall walk according to your steps that they shall walk according to your ways that they shall live they shall live guided by your wisdom and guided by your voice in the name of jesus we give you glory we thank you father for this great deliverance in jesus name put your hands together for the lord and celebrate god with me celebrate god with me oh i don't feel like you're happy i want to hear you shout i want to hear you wait i want to see you wait just celebrate the lord this morning great things yesterday it's thanksgiving sunday hallelujah how many of us will have a maximum impact on the lives of many hallelujah it's about others not about us amen
And I'll preach what I have to preach Have the maximum impact Yeah You go where you have to go You must preach what you have to preach Have the maximum impact Do you know the secret for prosperity? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things people seek for, God will give them all to you. Have the 
maximum impact. Yeah, I'll go to Judea, I'll go to Samaria, and I have the maximum impact. stand to your feet and thank God you are alive to see the last Sunday of the year in church. Clap your hands now for Jesus. Give it to Jesus. 
Give it to Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We are grateful for all you've done. In Jesus' name, you may please be seated. You can continue clapping your hands. There's nothing wrong with it. It is not a small thing to be in church on this last Sunday of the year. 52 Sundays. You made it. Clap your hands once again.
Hallelujah. So this is the final Sunday morning message for 2018. And you must not joke with last words. So this message is perhaps the most important message you have ever heard this year. I was preaching Sunday after Sunday in the year. Reverend Michael preaching Sunday after Sunday. Reverend Kobe preaching Sunday after Sunday. But this one is the top message number one. Final. So I want to encourage you to relax and listen carefully because this message can make a very, very big difference to your life. The title is actually the message is a camp bishop our father preached I think in 2014 in Gaboroni, Botswana. And I have borrowed the camp for a Sunday morning service final message. So listen to it, get it, soak it, and it is the beginning of your prosperity in Jesus' name. The title of the message is How Can I Say Thanks? How can I say thanks? How can you say thanks for all what God has done for you? How can you say thanks for your salvation? Yes. Maybe preach beer. How can you say thanks, like Reverend Michael was saying this morning, for not having visited the hospital, been on admission the whole year, and you are sitting in church this morning? How can you say thanks that you are not in the mental hospital in spite of all you've been through this year? Biting your fingernails on a wall. How can you say thanks? Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 1. As one shepherd said, I'm reading from the King James Version. And you... Hath he quickened 
who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the cause of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversation, our lifestyle in time past. In the lusts of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires. Note it. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. That's the big difference between a born again Christian and an unbeliever. Listen very carefully. The next car you will drive depends on this message. Your change of accommodation depends on this message. Fulfilling the difference between an unbeliever and a Christian like you is the fulfillment of the desires. Yes. Whether you are born again or you are not born again, whether you are a saint or you are a sinner, you will have desires. A born again sister has got desires for a man. Some even desire a man with a pot belly. You see that she's leading praise and worship. But her eyes are on that guy standing there. Say desires. If you are a brother and you are not born again, or you are born again, whatever you are, you also have got what? Desires. You desire to hold and be held. But the big difference between a believer and an unbeliever is the fulfilling of the desires. The unbeliever fulfills the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Yes. He will also have the same thoughts and the feelings, but he will not fulfill it. And all of us who are here today, some time ago, were children of disobedience. Fulfilling our desires. Some of you are sitting on the front row as lady pastors and deaconesses and, and, and elders. But if we go to your video 16 years ago, 16 what? Years ago. It's like a horror movie. But today you are sitting in front with a wig and a, and, a, and a hat and your white white. Can you clap for Jesus? Children of disobedience. 
And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Verse 4. But God, I said, but God, how can we say thank you to God? But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Some of you should be in jail by now. But you are sitting in church with a shirt and a tie. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins. Dead. Some of you, Sunday morning by this time, you will now be attempting to wake up. You will now be attempting to wake up. And when you wake up, you will not know what has been done to you or what you have done to somebody. Even when we were dead, useless in sin, he has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, are ye sitting in church saved? Clap your hands. That is what God has done. Today is Thanksgiving service. Thanksgiving service. Thanksgiving Sunday. That's why we are wearing white. Next year, God will now have white suits and white shoes. By the grace of God. Please, Vera, remind me. Yes, white shoes, white suits. Yes, you follow suits. When we were dead in sins. Some of you would have had three children with five fathers. I'm preaching. Three children with five fathers. But God, who is rich in mercy. Some of you, even after being born again for three years, you still look like an armed robber. Still, you still look like an armed robber. But God, who is rich. So can you imagine how you looked like three years ago? Even your salvation, Pony. Your face is like an armed robber's face. So can you imagine how you look like? Some of us would have been disgraced by God who is rich in mercy. I, I like your hand clap. It, it shows you understand the message. It shows. One of the places you need to, there are two places you need to visit before you die. And you must believe God to visit. Not London and Dusseldorf, but a mental hospital and a mortuary. Yeah, try, believe God. If you organize yourselves, I can take you to both places. 
You need to see a mental hospital before you die. It's important. I'm not joking. Wow. If you are a woman, ask them to take you to the female side, female ward. When you enter, the first thing you will see is a lady just like you. Just like you. And when she tells you a story, you realize that, ah, but the story she's telling you, you had one also five years ago. But why are you not in the mental hospital? But God, who is rich in mercy. For the love wherewith he has loved us. Visit the mental hospital. Try. If you organize yourself, I'll take you. When you go to the mortuary, you'll be humble. Yes, we guys, we say you'll be humble. Humble. You see someone just like you, lying like that. Naked. But God. And when you ask how she died, you'll be told that she had the, the same accident you had that you survived to come and share a testimony. She couldn't survive. And she's lying like that. But God! Oh, I feel I'm preaching. I'm happy. I'm preaching. But God. The difference is God. Kasutasha. Satatatata. Satebosika. Katasataba. Sataba shetata. Kotelaba. You've been singing with girls. Dancing with girls. Dancing stars. Some of you guys have got a lot of female friends. Yes. When I was in school, all my friends were girls. I had few boys as friends. Girls, girls. So I couldn't believe that when I was marrying at age 26, I was a virgin. In the midst of all the girls There is a power that keeps A man or a boy From destroying his life But God And there's a young man Just like me 26 years marrying As he's marrying He's got two children at Saint Gregoire And one in Bekwai But God who is rich in mercy? Who is rich in mercy? How can you say thanks? I'm going to give you four ways people say thanks. How can you say thanks? For the ring on your finger. When you do this, 
a ring is flashing. A foolish girl like him. And when you look at the next girl, when she worships, more beautiful than you, nicer legs than you, the nose is pointed more than you, her face is smooth, yours is gravels, but has no ring on her finger. You ask yourself, what is the difference between the two of us? But God, who is rich in mercy. Yes. For the love wherewith he loved us. For by grace. How can we say thanks? Number one. Luke 17. Verse 12. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten lepers. We stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, never forget this message. You see, listen, pause. Many of us in trying to develop our earning power, we develop ourselves. We go to school, we go to the university. All these things develop your earning power. You get your master's degree. Because somebody with first degree and, and somebody with master's in the same company may be earning at different levels. Some of them go for courses. Some of them sharpen their skills. All these things increase your earning power. But today, I'm preaching to you a message that has the highest earning power ever recorded in your life as a man and a woman. That if you will spend 100 joules of energy going to school, sharpening your skills, I will suggest to you that you spend 2,000 joules of energy developing your tanking skills. The man who has developed his tanking skills, who is not educated, 
will drive a better car, live a better life than the one with PhD who is an ingrate. An ingrate. How can I say thanks? He came and fell down at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. I hope everybody is listening to me. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? The first way people say thanks is no response. That's the first way. It's a way of thanking someone who has been good to you. Where are the nine? We never heard of them till today. Not even in the apocrypha do they appear. No response. It's a way of saying thank you to someone who has been good to you. No response. Quiet. Quiet. Genesis chapter 40. I'll be jumping. It came to pass after these things in verse 1 that the king of Egypt, that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. A butler and a baker had offended their god, their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wrought against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in war, that is in prison. So in prison, they were there. One morning, in verse 5, verses, they dreamed a dream. The chief baker and the chief butler both of them one night dreamt. King James says they dreamed what? A dream. Each man his dream in one night. Some things are not coincidences. Each man according to the interpretation of his dreams. The butler and the baker. In verse 6, Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. Why do you look so sad today? They said, we have dreamed a dream. So, verse 9, the chief butler told his dream. He said, in my dream, behold, a, a, a wine was before me, and in the wine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, budding branches. And her blossoms shot forth. And the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. And I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup. 
and I gave the cup in, into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Say three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand. After the manner when thou was his butler. But think on me when it shall be well with thee. And show kindness, I pray thee, unto me. And make mention of me unto Pharaoh. And bring me out of this house. What is that? What is the first way of saying thanks? No response. When the chief baker, verse 16, saw that the interpretation was good, a good dream, he said to Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket, there was all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh. And the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, and yet, and yet, and yet. He said, within three days shall Pharaoh Lift up thine head from off thee And shall hang thee on a tree And the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee It shall come to pass in the third day Which was Pharaoh's birthday that he made Sorry, it came to pass on the third day Which was Pharaoh's birthday that he made a feast unto all the servants And he lifted up the head of the chief butler And of the chief baker among his servants and he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted verse 23 is a verse you want to look at yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph Say no response. You may call this message the evil of ingratitude. I know there are master students here. If you can pass this one, you'll be higher than them. Believe me. I'm over 50 years old. I'm telling you. The evil of no response. It is, it is as if you have done nothing for them. Like, like you go somewhere and you see two people. Please stand up. Please stand up. Give me your iPad. Stand there. You, you hold it. Hold your iPad. Stand there. The one you go. You see them. Oh, how are you? Beautiful. How's life? Great. Work is fine. Great. Work is fine. Beautiful. Lovely. I have never heard anything from this man in two months. Neither have I heard anything from this woman in two months. But this woman got an iPad from me. But as they are standing here, they look the same. The one I have done nothing for and the one I have done something for are both the same. 
because the one I did something for has adopted a no response attitude. It's an evil. She has wiped her lips, worn her white with her wristwatch, with the iPad I have given her in her hand. No response. Where are the nine? No response. I mean, it's not like that later they sent an email or it. No response. Many of you sitting here are like that. No response believers. It's as if God hasn't healed you before. You remember the Sunday you collapsed? You, you, you were almost dying. How many years ago was this? About six years or more. About maybe six. Sunday. I drove her from Adenta to Kolebu. Was it Kolebu we went? Pa, people, people, ambulance, me, ambulance service. Have I driven you before to a hospital before? Never. I'm preaching. Let me preach. There are people like that. When you do something for them, it's almost like they remove their underwear, they squat on what you are, the iPad, and, and they poo poo on it. It's like you have done nothing for them. Some of you, it is as if God has done nothing for you. You've poo pooed on God's goodness. I'm preaching, Evo. I'm preaching. The evil. It's not like they went to bath and they came home. He never, even apocrypha doesn't record anything about the nine lepers. Silence. Then they go back to God. God, give me a wife. Heal my child. Do more. And God looks at them. Evil satans. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday. From today, may you not be like the butler. So as the butler, as the as the butler went back, what, give me the, the the cup, the king's cup. It was serving the king. This is the cup. You have been to jail. Oh. You are back. You are serving the king. It doesn't occur to him that somebody brought me back here. It doesn't occur to you that you were in a nightclub, but somebody brought you to church. Somebody died and shed his blood and made you, you are sitting in church on a Sunday morning. Wicked people. Wicked people. When you see them, they don't look anything different from Satan. No response. Number two. 
You can sit down. Number two. It's just four, so the message is even ending. Know what? Devils. Number two. You, I'm, I'm giving you four. You will choose which one you want to choose. Yeah. Because I've come to discover that some people, no matter what you do, their destiny is sealed. Yeah. So I, I won't tell you to choose this or that. You yourself choose how you give thanks. I am telling the one way to thank somebody who has thought about you and done something for you is silence. Are you happy you are in church? Number two, write it down. Immediate response. You can listen to the camp. 2014. Haboroni, Botswana. How can I say thanks? By Bishop Daggy Ward Mills. I'm preaching all the, I'm using all the verses. Number two is what? Immediate. You don't wait for one day. You don't wait for seven hours. You don't wait for three days. Immediate. Some of you were not brought up well. And when I see you, I blame your parents who brought you up. And it is likely to be that behavior that has even resulted in you're not having a beloved. Yes. Or a job. Or a, a house. Or I said, this message is how to get a car. Verse 15 of Luke 17. Luke 17, 15. One of them, I'm showing you how to say thanks. One of the ways you can say thanks to someone is not to respond. Not to show that you have been healed as you are sitting here. Yes. Number two. One of them, when, look at this When he saw that he was healed. That's the key. That's the key. The key is to believe God. To see things well. Because always your response is based on how you see what has been done for you. Yes. You think the other nine also were not healed. They were healed. But they didn't see it as something significant. When he saw that he was healed, turn back. Turn back means that he's, I'm showing you all how to get a television from somebody who gave you an iPad. How to get a car from somebody who gave you a motorcycle. How to get an iPad from somebody who gave you a phone. 
I've been dashed cars before. So the car I'm driving now was it's a gift. The one before was a gift. Before, before was a gift. Before, before, before was a gift. And as I think about it, all of the people who gave me these cars had earlier given me something before. There is no, none of them who got up and gave me a car. But they will give you a pen watching your response. Then from the pen, he will give you a notebook watching your response. Then from the notebook, he will give you an old phone watching your response. Then a new phone and an iPad and whatever. And then one day, you are in your house and a brand new car is brought there. What did he do? What did he do? He turned back. Turned back means like I'm going this way. And I, I look. Huh. How? What? He turned. But somebody also will see. And that person, even if he gets something again, will be the minimum. You see, there's something in medicine a doctor will know. Doctors will know. There's something called a maintenance dose. There are people I have decided that I will just maintain them with maintenance doses. Sometimes I give maintenance doses because I have already committed myself by promising that I will do this for you. So, I will do it. But what I'm giving you, I know that I could have given you more. Yes. Because there's a difference. Pastor, come. Two lepers. Then, check. Healed. Yeah. Then he makes a U-turn. He turns back. Goes. The one also sees it. They're walking in opposite directions. Same healing same miracle and that is how some of you are sitting here today he the minute he saw the healing was the minute he turned the minute he saw what had been given him was the minute he sent a message An immediate response is different from 24 hours later response. But even in medicine, somebody is dying, depending on the injury. Sir, what is it? Dr. he's gone out. There's some um, neck injury, head and neck injury, RTAs. There's some um, golden hour, some, 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 some time that you cannot. So he turned it off, turned it off. Turn it off. Like when somebody has cut an arm, a wrist back, but neck injury, there's a time the person must see, must, 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 must be given immediate intervention. Beyond that time, it's, it's useless. How, do you know the, the time? There's a five minute interval. 
Five minutes interval. Five. You, critical care. It's a type of injury. Five, fifteen, thirty. But beyond that time, you will do it. But it's useless. That is why my first child, my daughter, when she was nine days or ten days, I put her on a cross, a baby, and I removed all her blood. I drained the blood from her body, a little girl. Nine days or ten days, one week, one week, I think. I removed all her blood and replaced it with new blood. Because the time you do something can make a difference. She had jaundice. Yellow eyes, yellow skin. And that that substance causing the yellow, if it, it is deposited on the brain, you are brain damaged permanently. So my daughter, those of you who know her, should have been working like I'm not joking. Google Kinecteros. Kinecteros. Give me water. Something should drop. The saliva should drop. Water. Water. I'm preaching. I came today to preach. I didn't come to worship or. Hurry up. Yes. my daughter. She's in medical school, fourth year. More water. Yesterday, I took her to my mother in Tema. I have a mother there. She walked. She was looking nice. But on a normal day, I'd have had to carry her. She's 21 years old. More water. I have to carry her. 21 years. I'm going to my mother, so I have to carry her. So she dies at age 75. Why? Because the time you remove the yellow pigment. It's important. After some time, the brain is dead. So when you remove it, it's still useless. You remove it. You drain the blood. But the damage is done. That is why I am a pastor today. And some of you are waiting to be retired before you enter the ministry. The time you say thank you to a person is very important. It's watching you. Ideally, you with two children should be a pastor of a 200 member church. But you are waiting. You are waiting. Some of you tomorrow, Tuesday, Tuesday, 2nd January, you are going to work. You have a job. 
have jobs. But to get you to even do outreach. That even like tomorrow, when, when, as we are saying, we are filling here with 4,000 people. You, you're not even a shepherd. You're not a pastor. I said, no, my time has come. I must also fill a bus. But one day, if you won't fill a bus for God, you will fill a bus with people going for a funeral. You will fill. You will fill a bus. Mark it. When you are filling, you will remember me. Immediately turn back. An immediate response is different from two hours later response. So you, you will respond and say thank you, but it's fault. The person has regretted even saving you. It doesn't mean anything. You should be a lady pastor by now. Your husband is close to becoming a bishop. You've been in this church. How many years? More than 15 years. More, more, more. I've given me 10 years I've spent here. You should be a lady pastor. I'm not joking. But you are waiting for a disaster. Number three. Number three. My time is up, so let's finish the message. Number three. Number three is a long story. So join me to go on the journey. Will you join me, baby? Beautiful. Second Chronicles 20, 32. Second Chronicles 32. Hashuka Tumaya. Verse 9. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, not King James. While King Sennacherib of Assyria was still besieging the town of Lachish. Besiege means to surround, threaten. He sent his officers to Jerusalem with this message for Hezekiah and all the people in the city. What was the message? Some of you are singing in the choir. You shouldn't be singing. You are a lady pastor. It's now your turn. Point number three is for you. Then I'll do point number four. And we are closed. What's point number one? What's point number two? Point number three. Disproportionate response. This what? Proportionate response. You've responded, but your response is not commensurate. It's not congruous. Because gratitude is in proportions. This is what King Sennacherib of Assyria says. What are, this is an unbeliever king that was coming to surround, had come to surround God's people, the city, about to kill them. And he sent a message to the people in Jerusalem that this is what the king who has surrounded you is saying. What are you trusting in that makes you think you can survive my siege? 
Hezekiah has said, the Lord our God will rescue us from the king of Assyria. Surely, Hezekiah is misleading you. Sentencing you to death by famine and tests. That man of God is lying to you. You will never forget this message. Don't you realize that Hezekiah is a very person who destroyed all the Lord's shrines and altar? He commanded Judah and Jerusalem to worship only at the altar, at the temple, and to offer sacrifices on it alone. This, is, this unbeliever king was telling Israel what the king had done. But what he didn't know was that what the king had done was the right thing. Surely, you must realize what I and the other kings of Assyria before me have done to all the people of the earth. Were any of the gods of those nations able to rescue their people from my power? Which of their gods was able to rescue its people from the destructive power of my predecessors? What makes you think your God can rescue you from me? Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. Don't let him fool you like this. I say it again. No God of any nation or kingdom has ever yet been able to rescue his people from me or my ancestors. How much less will your God rescue you from my power? Look at people who talk as if they made the world. And Sennacherib's officers further mocked the Lord God and his servant Hezekiah, heaping insult upon insult. The king also sent letters Scorning the Lord, the God of Israel. He wrote, just as the gods of all the other nations failed to rescue their people from my power, so the God of Hezekiah will also fail. The Assyrian officers who brought the letters shouted this in Hebrew to the people who gathered on the wall, trying to terrify them so it would be easier to capture the city. These officers talked about the God of Jerusalem as though he were one of the pagan gods. Made by human hands. Then, I'm ending. Then, King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to God in heaven. And the Lord sent an angel. Please, I'm ending. I beg you, don't sleep. The Lord sent an angel. There are people who poo-poo On things that are done for them The Lord sent an angel Who destroyed The Assyrian army With all its commanders and officers So Sennacherib Was forced to return home In disgrace To his own land And when he entered the temple of his God Some of his own sons Killed him there With a sword Now watch it, I'm ending now This is how the Lord rescued Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from King Sennacherib of Assyria and from all the others who threatened them. So there was peace throughout the land. From then on, Hezekiah became highly respected. Who will not respect Hezekiah? A king surrounds you, you pray. And an angel goes to smite them. So Hezekiah was respected 
by all the surrounding nations and many gifts for the Lord arrived at Jerusalem with valuable presents for Hezekiah too. So as they were given to God, they were also given to who? Hezekiah. Can you clap your hands for Jesus? About that time, about that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill. That's a sick unto death. He prayed. I'm showing you something. Don't sleep. Listen. What did I say? Don't sleep. Listen to me. You don't listen to me. You, you, you will remember me on a bed. He prayed to the Lord who healed him and gave him a miraculous sign. Can anybody who is intelligent tell me what God did for Hezekiah? An intelligent person. What did God do for Hezekiah? Who can answer? What did God do for Hezekiah? Or you are all... What did God do for Hezekiah? What did God do for King Hezekiah? One thing he did. First of all, he honored him by killing his enemy, sending an angel to... Uh, win that battle for him and then healed him personally and then honored him also because now he was great in the eyes of the people and they honored him and honored God as well. Clap your hands for the doctor. Again, sweetheart, again, say it well. Say it again. Um, first of all, Hezekiah had a battle he was fighting. And he had a battle. He was, listen! He had a battle he was fighting. And the Lord he was surrounded by his enemies. And the Lord sent an angel to fight that battle on his behalf and give him the victory. Then, because of that victory, he became honored in the eyes of the people. These are not small things the woman is listening. She's not she she's listening, no no mean a list. Then now he himself fell ill and needed to be healed. And Bible says that the Lord healed him. And gave him a sign. Look at the next verse. Verse 25. But Hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown him. The rest of the verse, take it home and read it. It's your homework. I'm teaching. I'm teaching. He responded. But the response was not appropriate. Because how you say thanks for a toffee it's different from how you say thanks for a brand new car. 
How you say thanks for a cup of water is different from how you say thanks. Our mothers are here, they, they can tell you. There's a certain the man who gave me the car. First of all, when, when I saw the car, I wept. It's a communication of the greatness. It's a response. My wife thanked him. I also thanked him. It's also a, a, a different. Immediately, he brought the car. He drove the car to my house. So I, I drove him back to his house. And then drove the car straight to Bishop's office. Immediately. At Kodesh. Immediately. Not the following day. Immediately. He said, wow, Dr. Go. He called people. Dr. Go has got this car. He prayed. I could have sent the car the following week. Or the following day. But it's different. Or told me in a meeting. In a meeting. Oh, Bishop, even a church member gave me a car. Or, eh, or sent a text. Then the following day, the day he brought it, if the day was Tuesday, on Wednesday, at dawn, I woke up with my wife, had our bath, wore our nicest clothes, and drove the car. I was sick. We drove it to his house. We go to his house, we go to his house around 6 a.m. How you say thank you for a toffee is different from how you say thank you for a brand new car. We knocked. Nobody was opening. Blew the horn. Blew the horn. Then somebody came. Said, oh, want to see? Oh, he's asleep. We are here. Anytime he wake up, he should wake up. We are here. Within 10 minutes, he was downstairs with his wife. We sat down. So, did I leave something in your house? He said, no. We have come to say thank you for the car you brought yesterday. He was sitting there. Is that why you came? Say yes. Anything else? No. Thank you. You see, there is something called appropriate response. Even the tone, the, the voice, how, how you say the thank you for water should be different from how you say thank you for Malta Guinness. Unless it did not mean anything to you. I'm happy that you are standing in the church singing. You could do better, but at your level, it's a blessing. Because God has done something for you. Unless when you sit down and you analyze, you can't see. Like you, for instance, your child should have died by now. If you have three children, you should have two by now. If you have two, you should have one. My child has died. I've got three children. Three children now. I should have had four. So when you come and stand here, to sing, what, what, what did you sing? To God be the glory. What of the songs you sang? 
I bless the day I found you. And I, I heard her when she was preaching. When she was saying, said, uh, I, 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 I'll go somewhere to preach. That's a, that, that's a line there. Take your lines. No, your own lines. There's some preaching there. And I said, preaching where? Check it. Don't sing the song. Look at the lines. Is there a place for preaching? Stand up and sing it. I bless the day you called me. Yes. The, I bless the day you chose me. The day you anointed me. To preach your word. Yes! So it says, uh, Mary, it's you. I, I, I noticed my eyes are small, but they are more than Chinese eyes. You remember the day he anointed you to preach the word? And why have you gone to preach? But isn't she singing? Isn't it a good thing to sing? Won't we clap for her? But the response is called an inappropriate and a disproportionate compared to what God has done for you. How you are saying thank you is different. That's why I told you, this is the number one message. We have preached different messages. You can, you, can, you, know, you can check the podcast. Plenty. This one is number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. Then the rest are coming down. You can respond. You can say thank you. The title of the message is, How Can I Say Thanks? You can say thank you, but it is late. It's after 24 hours. Or you can say thank you immediately, but it's a small compared. That car is over 400,000 cities. For what? It is different from a bicycle somebody buys for you. And once a while, when the feelings come, I send him a text. Ask your mother. She will tell you. There are some things you wake up at dawn to knock on your mother's door and say thank you. You don't send WhatsApp. Foolish girl. Foolish girl. You send WhatsApp. That's why some of you, even in the choir, must start a fellowship in the choir. You should win souls and build a choir within a choir to say thank you to the Lord that you have not done 14 abortions and gone mad, but that he has kept you, that you are a virgin singing for the Lord. It's different from somebody who has done three abortions. You have not heard your voice. You are here. I know you are here. I've, I've not, normally, you encourage me. Sorry. You are saying it slowly.
What's response number one? No response. You will never hear from her. You will meet her. You will meet her. But she will never say anything to you. It's as if you've done nothing. And of course, it's the last time you'll get anything. But look, let me tell you something. Luke 15, 16. Luke 15, 16. Luke 15, 16. The young man became so hungry that even the pots he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But know the last sentence. But no one gave him anything. Listen to me. There are two sources for our lives. The normal, regular sources we work, your father gives you, your mother gives you. And there's also another source where people give you. People will do things for you. This shirt was sewn by somebody sitting here in the church. This shoe from America. People will give you. So don't live a life that blocks people from ministering to you. Your pride will destroy you. And no man, it was so important that it was recorded in the Bible. Nobody gave him because in life, people should give you. No matter how much you earn, $10,000 a month, people should give you. Even when you give, give, and it shall be given unto thee, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, run over. Shahu angels. You must be very careful how you relate with people who give things to you. Because that is a channel of your life. Whether you earn money or you don't earn money. Whether you are rich or you are not rich. Be careful. And more importantly to the God from whom all blessings flow. You must be very careful to ask yourself, is what I am doing appropriate? It's the offering I'm going to give. Does it match what God has done for me on a Thanksgiving Sunday? I'm happy that you could clear your accounts to give me money when I ask for money. Yes, because God has done a lot for you. You especially. He's done a lot for you. No response. Immediate response. What? Immediate response. Number three is what? Disproportionate response. And number four, I end with this. Actions, not just words. Actions, not just what words. Sometimes, based on what has been done for you, you don't just say thank you, but you do things for the person who did something for you. I'm preaching, I finished preaching actually. Actions. 
like the madman of Gadara. You don't know what it means to be mad. Out of your mind. But Jesus healed him. You see, at the bottom of the story, when he was in his right mind, closed and sitting down, he was waiting for Jesus to tell him that, I will follow you wherever you go. I give my life to you. And Jesus said, don't follow me. Go to the ten cities, the Decapolis, and tell them what great thing the Lord has done for you. It's not everything done for you that you use words. Sometimes you act, the, the, the highest form is by, with your actions. That's how you may, sometimes you see me going for a camp, which is not my concern. Crusades. I'm, I'm not a first love member. I'm there for their weddings. There was a wedding two days ago, first love wedding. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in mega church. I'm, I'm not in first love. I don't owe no boy, no pastor, no wedding, no attendance. But the father who is there, what he has done for me, when I think of it, I, I don't have words. Have you not seen that something? Oh, I don't have words to say thank you. Yeah, you use actions. I went to eat rice in, one, in a friend's hall, a room at Legon. When I finished, I said, I don't know how I can say thank you. And he said, do you really want to thank me? Say yes. Say, should I tell you how to thank me? So you, yes. Araba, tell me. I'm, I was very hungry. How can I say thank you? Then she pointed to the valanda. He said, can you go and wash the plates? I said, Araba, should I go? Say, you won't. You're asking me how to say thank you. He said, go and wash the plates. Yeah. Yes. It's not everybody you say thank you with words. Some of you should have gone to your father, to, to your mother, to weed the compound, to sweep the house with some soap and something with accents. It's amazing also that we do these things for our earthly fathers. But when it comes to God, we are like lepers. I told a, a girl, one of my daughters, I said, at work, you are a star. At work, you are a star. In the church, you are a crab. You shine. I, I, I've never met anybody who at work is a shepherd. I mean, in the office, oh, the university, in the bank, in the shop, she, She's got people she's shepherding in an area. But come to church. Silly. The madman said, I will follow you. Because it's not every time. You see, even, even, even when you say something with words, which you must say, your actions must show. When I took my children to my mother in Tema yesterday, or was it yesterday or whenever? Yesterday, as we were talking, that she turned to her husband and said, These are not the only people I've been good to. So I've been good to many people. I noted that who have never returned. And I can tell you one or two reasons why I didn't even have to go there. 
when somebody is good to you, the person is watching you. Remember this. You, even if you've heard nothing today, remember this sentence. Say, when somebody is good to you, the person is watching you. It's watching your ears. He won't say anything. He won't talk to you, but his eyes are looking at how. That's why Paul said to the Romans, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Romans 12, 1, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable. Some things you do for God are not reasonable. The product you see there, what you see now, shouldn't be where we are. When we close and you see the building, what we are doing here, we should not be at this level. By this time, we should be in the foundation. I'm using the offerings of this church to build three different cathedrals. It doesn't share this one. Doesn't what? But we are here at this level because of my extra efforts. Raising money. Give me Christmas gifts. Let's do Cathedral Sunday. There's no... Go and ask the chairman of the UD if there's some Cathedral Sunday. Begging. Let's, can you give me money? Uh, 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 give a Christmas gift to Jesus. Uh, uh, bonus. What the convention? When I'm tired, when I'm tired, I still am driving to a church to go and have a convention to raise money. There's something called reasonable. When I think of what God has done for me, no tiredness can stand as a reason. Why I should be silent or I should sit down and only use offerings to build. I will not disclose my personal money that has gone into this. Whatever. Thousands of dollars. Personal money that is in this project. Because when I look at my son, give me water. When I look at my daughter walking nicely in medical school, when she smiles and I'm dying, I remember how she would have been like. rich in mercy has dried the saliva Jesus it may not mean anything to you when you see me in the church like I was on Tuesday angry, blasting instrumentalists, rushing up as if, as if, as if, as if what?
Some of you. Tomorrow, watch night. It will not be too much. You are not a shepherd. You are not a pastor. You are nothing. But it will not be too much to hire a, 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 an Evan and gather 14 boys in your area. Say, so let's go for watch night service in my church. And you present 14 bodies to God to say thank you for the year, for keeping you, for providing for you, for caring for you, for loving you, for delivering you, from saving you. It's not too much to gather 12 boys, put them in a car, say, let's go to my church. Watch my service. It's called a reasonable there's a type of service like you singing. It's not reasonable. Adwa can sing when it's reasonable. But not you. And certainly not you. watching. He told that one leper said your faith has made you whole. Being healed of leprosy is different from being made whole. There's always something you get as an extra bonus for being grateful on time, in time, appropriately and with actions backing your response. May God give you wisdom for 2019. Remember, and no man gave to him. We were fashioned by God to receive. You will receive something. Develop that area of your life and it is called gratitude to God. The one night, look, is it not a song or some? When I remember what the Lord has done, I will never go back anymore. When I remember what the Lord But you don't remember. Anymore. What he has done is nothing. Three children. Three children. Ah, but even prostitutes are having children. Goats are having children. So three children you're giving me. And, and so what? What no? So I, I should I should lie down. Okay, I'm lying down. Three children and so what? A car and so what? And, 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 and also, when you brought the car, didn't you see that I had cars in my house? Did I beg you for a car? Ah, small thing I should say thank you. I should, oh, oh, why? 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 Come and take your car. Even, even you should have bought it last year when I didn't have a car. You waited that when you couldn't see four cars one, two, three, four, and the fifth one at the back. Ah, you should have asked me what I wanted. You're going to buy a car, smart thing you are using it to, to, to talk. Whoa, what's that? I'm preaching. Some of you women with rings on your finger should be crawling on the floor to church. You should be bringing people on buses to church for marriage. But it doesn't mean anything to you. 
Because you'd have married anyway. What? What? Even when you're not a believer, cry. If you manage directors were sleeping with you. Small husband, you have got. And if this man cry, he's sick. What do you do? Ah, but people get pregnant. Cows get pregnant. So I got pregnant. I got a, a child, a, a son and a daughter. Don't want to every day, every day. My children, my children. What have I done? Take the children away. He will take it away. There are girls like you who are not married. Note it in your Bible. Be careful. If you, even when you are talking to your husband, you should call him Lord. You may think I'm joking. I told the wife this. I said you are destroying your marriage with your hands. She destroyed it. You think he didn't have options? Maybe he hasn't told you the truth. If he tells you he didn't have options, oh yes. It's true. Not everybody says it, but it's true. If you think you are the only queen of Sheba, the only Rosalia in the movie, I told you I'll preach. Have I not preached? <laughs> but when he comes, oh, eh, 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 and then maybe, ah, what from your head? Oh. When you remember that there are girls like you plus 10 years of their age, that no man has approached them ever since they were born. They are 46 years and they are virgins. You understand why this man should be valued, respected, honored, and loved. For choosing you. But when your mind isn't working that way, then, before you know it, he's in love with another woman. Yes. He's in love with another woman. The attention he dotes on you is now decimated. Then as, as it grows wilder, wilder, you even see, he, he tells you, Charlie, I'm going to visit Estalin. One day you come and say, you know something, I've, uh, I've impregnated under woman. It's okay. If, if you like, stay. If you don't like, go away. If you don't like, go away. When he saw that he was healed, some see, but it's not any healing to them. Doesn't mean anything to them. How? Can I say thanks? The part I like is the, far, is the fourth part. With actions. But it would be nothing if all of us here went home, borrowed money. Yes! I said borrowed money. Going to the truck cross station. Adamu, tomorrow, come to my house with your bus. We are gathering people. I've told them already. 8 p.m. We are going for watch night service. Adamu, come. Eight o'clock, Adamu is there. You sit on it. You've got a BMW there. But because of God, you are in the church row. You go, you pick all of them on the bus. You drive from Oyarefa to Oyibi. Say, get down. When we close, come to the bus. The, the bus is down there. We'll be, we'll be going. As your way of saying thank you. It's called reasonable service. Stand to your feet.
Lift your hands and thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank Him. Jesus. It was Thanksgiving Sunday. You yourself, you can add point number five. How you want to say thank you to God. Raduka, I leave it to you. Some of you think when you are doing something for God, he's, he's lucky that you are a shepherd. Thank you. Pray about your point number five. Your point number five. How are you going to say thank you? Ramenica, Ramenica, a Denian Venzigidi can develeke caro do comparaba. Oh, la sata, la sata, la sata. Imminen se gantico rabadea. Rege pelida carto conto ni malicapa. Le balum. There is a difference between being made whole and being healed of only leprosy. Grande balabadushki. Nikidi gekiko ratata. There's a difference between being made whole and being healed of leprosy. Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Ready the bandeleke kapala badato sikata moya 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 imelia keteye beske vedo kavedo vila malavazala gavazala dada malagaba oregebeni kapalo mosheke palarababa minda minda legebeni dokoskika roda la mashata kata shata kata le melege barababa soto koroboko Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Now, all hands down, all eyes closed. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday. Maybe you came to church yourself, or someone invited you here. But I believe that one of the best days you can surrender your life to Christ is a day like this, Thanksgiving Sunday. When we have come to church to say thank you. You are here this morning. Maybe someone brought you or you came yourself. But just after listening to the message, you feel that no, you are far away. Far away. From Jesus. This morning I want to give you an opportunity. To say even thank you. Thank you that God has preserved your life. And to bring you to a place like this. Today. I believe that is the best time for you. All eyes closed. All heads bowed down. You are here like that. You want to surrender your life to Jesus. For Jesus to take care of you. In the new year and the years beyond. If you are here like that, just lift up that right hand. I'll pray for you. Yes. Yes. Lift it up high. I'll pray with you. 
Yes, I can see that hand. I can see that hand here. All heads bow down, all eyes closed. Yes, I can see that hand. Yes, yes. You are surrendering your life to Jesus, not to a man, but to Jesus. Now, if your hands are lifted up, please come. Come to me from the back. From the back, come. Come, come to me right now. Yes, I can see. I can see someone coming from here. I can see three coming from here. Four, five, come. Come to Christ right now. Yes. Come to Christ. Line up. Line up. Line up. Clap for them. They are coming. They are coming. This is the best time you can surrender your life to Christ. You have led your own life. You have led your life all these years. But to distraction. But today, the Lord wants to show you mercy. Come, come, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Wherever you are, come. Come to Jesus. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. The last Sunday of the year. That is the day that Jesus is calling. You can't say no. You can't say no at this time. You can't say no. It's very dangerous to say no at this time. Yes, come. Come wherever you are. Come wherever you are. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Clap for them. They are coming. Clap. They are coming. Jesus. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Lift up your hands. Yes. Those in front, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Mommy, lift up your hands. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are waiting for you. We are waiting for you. We are waiting for that last man, that last woman. Come. We are just about to pray. But we are waiting for you. We believe that as you are standing there, your heart is beating. You are not too sure. But this is the time. This is the time you must come. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. We are going to say this prayer together, those in front. The whole church, please join us. Say, Heavenly Father. Those in front, say it. Heavenly Father. I thank you for bringing me to church today. I've been far away from you. But today, I have come. My hands are lifted up in surrender to you. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins and cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. Write my name in the book of life. Say, Satan, from today, from today, from today, I will serve you no more. I've accepted Jesus Christ and him only will I serve. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall say, Amen. God bless you for giving your life to Christ. This is the best decision you can make on a day like this. I want you to go with my pastors here. They are going to take care of you. So go pick your bag and go with them. Clap your hands for them. Clap your hands for them. God bless you.